Now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley on the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and coming to us from the ballpark now, Jared Sandler. And you hear him on these broadcasts. I've known Jared for many years now. And, Jared, I keep looking at the standings, man. I'm kind of like you. I think you posted it uh, on your Twitter earlier today, uh, along with saying something like, pretty good month. It is, I mean, I don't you keep doing it like I do? Like, wait, they're still first place, and we're this many games into the season. It's kind of a, it's kind of been fun, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, they just haven't given us any reason to, standings watch for the last six years really so i mean i know <laughs> when i post those i know people are like oh it's early and i know it's early i mean the a lot can change between now and the end of the regular season and and winning april uh doesn't get you anything but uh, it's just been fun it's fun to have an engaged fan base uh you know when the rangers got swept by the reds obviously that wasn't great but it was cool knowing that those games meant something to some people because in years past getting swept by anyone would maybe stink for a few minutes, but it just didn't have any big picture implications. And so it's just been fun watching a competitive team. And, uh, you know, as long as the Rangers can stay in first place, it's, you know, it's been really enjoyable. I don't know that uh, I expect them to, to have this, you know, it, it, the rest of the way, but I do expect this team to compete for a playoff spot. And, uh, and so, you know, that being the case, all these games matter. And uh, it's fun that that, is kind of attached to the end result because, like I said, it hasn't been this way since 2016. I mean, to win three of four versus the Yankees after that Reds thing, what did you think, Jared, at the bullpen uh, with the Reds? I mean, one of those games they were up, what, like 6-1 or something. They still they end up losing that game, and I think a lot of Rangers fans did start to think, oh, man, this thing's coming apart. To stabilize things in that Yankees series – like what? What has kind of happened with that bullpen, perhaps to settle down? In addition to just out hitting folks, and I mean sometimes yeah. it's old fashioned. You know, winning a game, whatever, fourteen to two, you don't have to worry too much about the bullpen. Yeah, I, that I mean that part's definitely been huge. You know, going into the Red Series, the Rangers had barely played any close games because you know mm-hmm. when they won, they were winning big, and so the bullpen just hadn't been tested. Now, the irony is that in the first two games against the Reds, they were up big, and the bullpen let the Reds back in and ultimately win the game. But, uh, you know, I think the key for this bullpen is just finding a way to stay afloat until the Rangers are in a position to make moves, uh, you know, in in the trade market. And and that's just not going to probably come until maybe the end of this month or June when the supply and demand allows for them to acquire guys at, at reasonable prices. Uh, but, you know, Will Smith's been a big addition. Uh, I think if the Rangers can can get Jose LeClerc right, even if it's not in the ninth inning role, that will help. Uh, the reality is, though, they don't have a whole lot to draw from in the minors. You know, Danny Duffy uh, was signed uh, this offseason with the idea of contributing to the bullpen. He's still trying to work his way back from injury. Same with Kyle Funkhauser. They're both a few weeks away. Chase Lee isn't really what the Rangers need right now. Uh, Mark Church is a guy who could be an option. And then they, they called up Yerry Rodriguez and hopes that, you know, he could provide something with his, with his electric fastball. But, uh, you know, in a blowout on Sunday against the Yankees, he had a tough time. So I, I think they're just going to have to try and patch things together. No one is going to mistake this unit for being one of the, the best units in baseball 
But I do think they've got enough to stay afloat. And I think Jonathan Hernandez and Will Smith and then Brock Burke as well will be big parts of that. The real question is, with Dane Dunning potentially having to take on a, a role in the rotation with Jacob deGrom's injury, what is that going to do to the bullpen in terms of those middle innings, the the hybrid, long-relief, multi-inning role, which he's you know, filled and, and done so at a really high level? Yeah, um, that that'll, will be interesting to see how he he does there, and uh, they're going to have to fortify it. Jared Sandler joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, Rangers Radio Network. Tell me, Jared, about Josh Young. He put up huge numbers. I mean, he's he's headed toward rookie of the year status. I mean, he's just running circles around everybody right now. I mean, this is kind of a and, – and I love his quote the other night. He said something along the lines of, Man, it feels a little bit like October baseball, and I'm thinking, what does this guy know about October? But he just he, there's a there's a maturity that seems to kind of come from him, and, and maybe he's a little bit of an old soul. You're around him. I think he was on over 105.3 today, and and you know what 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 kind of vibe is he putting out? Because it really does seem like things have kind of slowed down for him. And he's just mashing, and and really, there are no rookies out there that are even in, in you know close to him right now. Yeah, no, and and we should find out. I think maybe tomorrow or something who the American League Rookie of the Month uh, is going to be for April, and and I think Josh has got a pretty good shot at that. And the Rangers really haven't had a lot of people littering those uh, those monthly awards over the last few years. But yeah, <laughs> I I think you're you're right. You're onto something there. I mean, it, he's. Really, ever since the Rangers drafted him, he has been very big on the mental side of things. He's worked with a guy named Brian Kane, who uh, a lot of college baseball programs will hire to to work with their kids on the you know the mental side, and uh, and then individuals will do so as well. And I, I don't know if Josh was ex- I think Josh was exposed to him when he was like a teenager, uh, but you know whether you 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 know buy into that sort of stuff or not. I think suffice to say, like mentally, he is he is very grounded. He is in a really great place where I think that's a big challenge for a lot of young guys. And uh, you know, Buster Olney was was around uh, one of the I forget which one of the two Sunday night baseball games the Rangers had, which you know they they haven't been doing that much uh, the last few years. And Buster Olney, I, he went on. I listened to his interview with Josh Young that he put on his podcast, and then after the interview ran, he had a few things to say and. He said that, you know, when he talked to Josh, there was this sense that he got from Josh, like, hey, I'm happy to talk to you, but is this almost done? I got work to do. Like, not in a rude way. Josh didn't say it, but he kind of got that vibe. And I think that's a very fair way to uh, represent, you know, how Josh is. He's here to get his work done. And he'll have fun. He'll go play ping pong, and you get him, and and he'll smile and joke and and have a good time with you. It's not that there's no personality or anything, but uh, I don't think, you know, success, for instance, gets to his head. I think he's here. I spoke to him the other day about, you know, an area of his game, which he's really succeeded, and that's hitting with two strikes. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm striking out way too much. And I think he's he's like one of these guys. He's very aware. He's aware of, of the strengths, but he's aware of his weaknesses. And he comes to the park every day with a plan like a veteran. And I think that's been really impressive. And what about uh, I, you're, these outfielders? I mean, earlier in the year, we saw it happen to – to Josh, and that was really scary. But, I mean, even from that first game, and I was out there, you had Grossman. I think Josh had a big hit in that game to get him back in it. Uh, I'm trying to think. He might have had one of those home runs. 
But, I mean, it's just kind of interesting to have not known exactly how that outfield was going to shape out. I mean, that was the part we were really asking ourselves. And at times, um, man, they've really had some, some good production. And this is after years of in certain spots, Jared, as you well know, it's like, okay, well, they've got nothing out of left field this year. Old center fields hit about, you know, 187. We have those stories year after year. Um, it just seems like they put some nice parts together out there uh, during this during this nice start. Yeah, and you know, Adolis Garcia, it yeah. was the one guy you kind of you thought you knew what you're going to get out of him. But you're right; everything else was kind of a big question. Uh, Leody Tavares, you know, you're going to get good defense from him, but he's he's never really put it together offensively. Uh, in left field, whether, you know, in spring training, was it going to be Ezekiel Duran or Josh Smith or Brad Miller or Robbie Grossman? You know, none of these guys you looked at and are like, yep, this is the guy. And then all of a sudden, Travis Jankowski emerges. And, you know, you got mm-hmm. Bubba Thompson. And, uh, you know, really what, what the Rangers have gotten out of Travis Jankowski has been, uh, has been massive. He's not necessarily going to wow you with the back of his baseball card, but he's come in and played really good defense. He's come up with some big hits. You know, Josh Smith hasn't gone off to a great start offensively. Bubba Thompson, same thing. Leody Tavares, same thing. Uh, but Robbie Grossman now here of late, the 11-game hitting streak, and he's had some big hits. So they're finding ways to piece it together. Uh, but I would also say that, you know, the depth there, I know I just mentioned a lot of names, but the the mm-hmm. practical depth is, is something that is uh, – it should definitely be a concern. You know, if they were to lose a Dolis for whatever reason, you know, there's just not a lot of offensive production that you're going to get from your outfield. Uh, and so will someone step up? You know, hopefully Evan Carter is in double A right now. I can't imagine he's going to be there much longer because he's tearing up the Texas league. He's someone who I expect to be an option at some point this year. He's 20 years old. There's no reason to rush him, but this is an area. I mean, you asked about the bullpen earlier. I think the bullpen and an outfield spot are two areas where I feel pretty good about the Rangers being active uh, in July in advance of the trade deadline if you know they are still in a, a competitive spot, which I think a lot of people expect them to be. All right. Hey, I'm glad you brought Adolis uh, just won an award, didn't he, for the uh, – uh, I mean, my gosh, the, the numbers he's putting up are – and then, of course, some of those throws that he'll make um, – I mean, think back to when Adolis showed up uh, with the Rangers. I mean, was there any thought? I, I'm just trying to think about sort of the beginnings of, of his career with the Rangers, and it's just kind of amazing. I'm going back like two seasons ago, and one of those seasons he was putting up huge numbers, and then I think, as I recall, he faded late. But this is a clutch. I'm trying to think who to compare him to. There's some of those Astros players I can think of. If he comes up late in the game, you're thinking dramatics. I mean, has a clutch. He, he really does have something clutch about him. Um, how, how surprised are you to kind of see the player he's become for the Rangers? Well, yeah, I mean, if you go back to the start, Barry, you know, he, he showed up to spring training, and I mean, he's like a Greek god. You know, he looks like a statue, <laughs> the muscles, he's ripped. And if you didn't know anything, you'd look in the clubhouse, you'd be like, yeah, that guy's probably one of their best players. But, you know, he had minimal major league experience with St. Louis. And guys like that, there's usually a reason why, right? You know, they, 
they look great on paper, but there's a reason why they're available. And the Rangers actually designated him for assignment. And it was somewhat calculated. I think they did so thinking that no one would claim him, and no one did. But if you really love a guy, you're not going to do that because uh, you are absolutely risking losing that player. Uh, and then he ended up coming up later that year in Tampa. He had a, a big hit in his first game that season and then ended up winning the Player of the Week award. And you're right, that year he faded late. And he's a guy who swings and misses a lot. He chases a lot or did back then. And so there are a lot of things that lined up, uh, you know, in the story that would suggest, hey, one, you know, one hit wonder. Because there are a lot of guys like that in baseball. Every year there are more than a handful of guys who have really good years and you go into the next year thinking, hey, this guy's someone we can count on, and they disappear. I mean, Danny Santana was that for the Rangers a few years ago, and he yes. you know, wasn't in the league the next year. Uh, and so with Adolis, I think there was a lot of reason to, to be concerned that last year was going to represent that. But he ended up making improvements last year. He didn't chase as much. He didn't swing and miss as much. And then defensively, he's really good out there. So – you know, even when he's you know struggling at the plate, he's giving you something defensively. Now, fast forward to this year, his chase rate has dropped significantly. His strikeouts are down. His walks are up, and it just seems like he's making improvements. That more often than not, guys like Adolis who come up late, they've bounced around, they've been designated for assignment, mm-hmm. they don't make. They usually don't last that long. And so, anyone that looked at Adolis and watched him in 2021 and said, "Hey," I know this guy's going to lead Major League Baseball in RBIs on May 1st or May 2nd, 2023. They're they're pulling that out of their backside because there are a lot of reasons why this was never going to work out long term. But Adolis is making improvements, and he's defined a lot of those reasons. Well, I, I tell you, it's funny. You made me think about people that you would look at back in the day. And, uh, of course, Gallo had the kind of body type and – and, and and he was such a big prospect that you were like, okay, can't wait to see him. The guy I missed on completely, Jared, I don't even know if you remember this name, Jose Barris. The Rangers had yeah. a guy, he was like 6'5", and he was so tall, and he was probably from, I don't know if he's from Venezuela, not exactly sure, but I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to be great, and it never, it never happened for him. So it's, it is fun when they connect. Uh, hey, by the way, is um, is is everybody in baseball now have like extremely long hair? I, opening day, I saw like the helmet came off. I think a Heim at some point. I'm like, oh my gosh, the guy's got hair to the, to his back. I think Josh has huge long hair. Is this is this a current trend? And have you grown your hair out since last time <laughs> I saw you? I, I I just got a haircut, so my hair is not uh, my hair is not especially long. You know, I think for a while for relievers, they all had like big beards, like three-dimensional beards. Uh, but yeah, I guess the long hair. You know, they had Josh Smith, uh, Jonah Heim, Travis Jankowski. Uh, I'm sure there are a few others that I'm I'm not thinking about here. But uh, yeah, I guess the long hair is kind of a thing. Ezekiel Duran's kind of got long curly hair. Um, that's if you've got it, I guess uh, why not? But uh, the other thing too, though, Matt, is the mustache. I don't know if I've ever seen you with a mustache. Uh, but uh, the mustache is a big thing. Now, it's not just players like coaches, members of the analytics staff. I mean, everyone, it seems like these days, is rocking a mustache. So um, I don't know if that's something I'll ever do, but that seems to be a, a recent trend. 
Still can't grow one, okay? Barely clinging <laughs> to my 40s. Do not do not think I can can grow a beard, but but not a mustache. But, uh, Jared, have a uh, have a great call this evening. you got that big West Coast trip coming up, and uh, you've been doing a, a great job. You've got all kinds of uh, things that you have to balance, but uh, really appreciate you working us in right after talking to Ezekiel Duran today, and uh, great, to, great to catch up and visit with you. Hey, thanks, Matt. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, it's uh, it's been a fun run so far. Hopefully the Rangers can keep this up. Let's hope so as they continue on against those Diamondbacks. There he goes, Jared Sandler with the Rangers Radio Network, and uh, he and Matt uh, have continued to do such a great job calling these games as we wait for Eric Nadell to hopefully uh, make a return at some point, the longtime uh, legendary Rangers broadcaster who has been uh, – uh, very open about what uh, what he's going through. And uh, I talked to Eric today, in fact, just visited with him to check on him and uh, said he's getting better. So he's getting better. And so uh, would love to get to hear Eric. But, boy, Jared and Matt are doing a tremendous job. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas.